Welcome to episode 5 of the 5-Minute Mayberry Devotional entitled, Having to Eat Those Words. In today's episode, we're going to use episode 5 of the Andy Griffith Show entitled, Irresistible Andy, and look at Proverbs chapter 6. The episode starts off with Andy and Fred talking in the drugstore when Ellie walks in and questions Andy about buying a hot water bottle. Andy then goes on to explain that the water bottle is for Jim Summer's wife as a prize at the church picnic and dance. After Ellie explains that she won't be going, Fred hints around that Andy should ask Ellie. Andy then goes into the back room and stumbles around talking to Ellie, but finally gets Ellie to agree to go to the picnic and dance with him. Once at home, Andy then starts retelling the story to Aunt B about how he asked Ellie to the dance. After a few minutes of retelling the story, Andy then starts to realize he didn't really ask her, and she answered before he even really had a chance to ask. After overthinking it more and more, Andy comes to the conclusion that they're trying to get him married off to Ellie. Opie walks in the house with an ice cream cone that Ellie has given him. Andy quickly realizes it's not a free ice cream cone, it's a down payment on a husband. Andy then goes on to talk to a few of the younger men in town and convinces them that Ellie has expressed interest in them. They all take the bait and show up at the drugstore to flirt with Ellie. We then see Fred come in and run off the prospective suitors just in time for Opie to come in. Opie, not realizing what he's telling, repeats everything that Andy has told Aunt B. A new scene starts, and we see Andy enter the drugstore. Ellie comes out of the back to take care of Andy. Andy then goes on to explain how some of the younger men in town are really stirred up over Ellie, and Andy explains that he won't be able to take Ellie to the dance. Ellie, pretending that she's not listening, keeps going on about Andy and fixes him a special drink, consisting of mustard and milk of magnesium. After Andy takes a drink, Ellie goes on to give him what for. Ellie then tells Andy she won't go to the dance with him and makes a date with Barney for the dance. Now we're back at Andy's house where we Aunt B explains that he just needs to apologize and Ellie will go to the dance with him. When Barney comes over to Andy's house to show himself dressed up for Ellie, Andy slyly convinces Barney that he needs to work on account of catching pickpockets at the picnic. Next, we see Ellie taking a call at her house from Barney, who ends up having to break his date for the picnic. Just as she is hanging up, Andy appears at the door to ask Ellie to the picnic and dance, since now she doesn't have a date. After Andy makes several attempts, we found out that Ellie has already got a second date for the picnic and dance, and we see him approaching the house to pick up Ellie. Turns out it's Opie. The episode concludes with Ellie approaching Andy with a problem she has at the drugstore. The three young men that Andy had been talking to about Ellie are all at the drugstore showing off for her again. Andy then joins in and takes his place at the counter. My episode illustration comes from the part where Andy is sitting at the house talking to Aunt B, and he starts to brag about himself. He starts talking about how good he'll look when he's dressed up, and he even starts to tell Aunt B how happy she was to, to be able to go with him. Andy goes on for a minute or two talking about himself, and, and then he starts overthinking their encounter. And he gets the idea that Ellie and Fred have got more than the dance in mind for Andy. He gets in his mind that they've got plans for marriage. After Opie comes in with a free ice cream cone from Ellie, Andy figures that that has sealed the deal. That's what makes him sure that Ellie has more plans than just a church dance for her and Andy. Andy's pride starts him in a downward spiral 
that gets him suspicious to the point that he has to cancel his plans with Ellie entirely. The scripture I'm looking at comes from Proverbs chapter 6. It is believed that King Solomon wrote the book of Proverbs, and here we see one of the more famous Proverbs. Concerning the seven things that God hates, we notice that the top of the list is pride. When we think of a proud person, we think of someone who thinks more of themselves than they should. Typically in the New Testament, we think of the Pharisees as being proud. One example in the Old Testament comes from the book of Daniel. In chapter 4, King Nebuchadnezzar was looking around at his kingdom, and he started to brag on what a great kingdom it was and how he had built up everything and how he had made it mighty. The King James Version tells us that while the words were still in his mouth, that God had spoke to him and told him that the kingdom is departed from thee. We then see that he's driven into the fields with the beast and is made to eat grass like the oxen. Solomon also goes on to write a couple other Proverbs concerning pride. Proverbs 16.5 says, Everyone that is proud in heart is an abomination of the Lord. Though join hand in hand, he shall not be unpunished. Proverbs 16.18 said, Pride goeth before destruction, and a haughty spirit before a fall. Proverbs 26.12 says, Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit, there is more hope of a fool than of him. You know, when I was in school, I was always much gooder at math than English. In fact, I was always told that I did English like it was a second language. I remember one time arguing with my dad over some type of math problem. We were doing some adding of numbers or something like that. And, of course, both of us were insisting that each of us was the right one. I remember telling my dad, Dad, I'm really good at math, and I know what I'm talking about. And that was, of course, the pride speaking in me. And being like King Nebuchadnezzar, when the words were still in my mouth, I quickly realized how I was wrong with my math skills, and I wasn't as good as I had thought. And he found out that his pride caused him to go down a path that caused him trouble. King Solomon wrote many proverbs telling us why pride was such a bad thing. We see proof of this through King Nebuchadnezzar. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who's ever spoken with abundance of pride just to have to eat those words as soon as they come out. So before we think too much of ourselves, remember what is written in the book of James, chapter 4, verse 6. But he giveth more grace... Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed and keep listening next Wednesday as I'll be covering episode 6, discussing Runaway Kid.